It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. Today we continue our series of Grammy nominations, and our guests are two very special people, Gonzalo Robocaba and Aime Nuviola, who have been nominated for the Best Latin Jazz Album for the 63rd Grammy Awards. The album is called Viento y Tiempo, and it was recorded live at the Blue Note in Tokyo. Congratulations and welcome to All That's Jazz. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yes. So, this recording is actually kind of a reunion. The two of you knew each other when you were children, but now uh, you've gotten together and you've uh, developed this project and did this recording, and it came out just in time for the Grammy nominations. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So it is a reunion? Please, I may. You first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's correct. Uh, this union came from the school. <laughs> I can say we knew from children's, and our mothers were uh, friends. This album is dedicated to our mothers. That was one of the reasons was this. Gonzalo and I are friends. I admire Gonzalo, and Gonzalo admire my work too. And we decide to uh, unite or together to do this project. This project is about our music, Cuban music. It's about our friends. It's about our mothers. It's about uh, the music that we hear when we're children in our city, Havana. It's a music that was important for us. When you were both younger, did, were you going to the same music school and, and that's where you met? That, that's exactly like that. Uh, we went to the elemental music school. Uh, the name is Manuel Saumel. And uh, that was, we were about eight years old, more or less. And um, we're coming from a family that is totally, uh, deeply involved in music and the music. And uh, they decide. When we had that age, they, they decided to take us to the school to have an academic formation, musical formation. So I may and myself, we are playing music since we are very little with our uh, parents at home. I used to play with my father band when I was four years old. And I may did it also with different members of the families and um and then I believe that what they want to see on us was uh, a real and serious uh, training, uh, formation, education, music education. That's the reason we we met there in, at, at that school. And that was the beginning of a very long relationship um, humanly and also finally professionally. 
So when you were going to school and uh, you met each other, did you play together uh, musically? Oh, that's, that's, that, <laughs> no. That's good, no? No. That's a good question because uh, <clears throat> that's a good point. It, uh, the reason is that classical school in Cuba, which is uh, every musicians that decide to be training in the Cuban uh, conservatory for music, it, it has to be classical. The training is classical. We don't have a school in Cuba to, to, to get knowledge about the Cuban music, how to play the Cuban music, the, the music we heard on radio and TV, on parties and concerts, live concerts. So the regulation, the, the policy of those schools is that you cannot play popular music or any improvisation or jazz music on those schools. You have yes. to play classical European uh, repertoire. And I don't remember that we had any episode in uh, the school playing any, you know, uh, doing any jam or any moment playing music. Not no. even classical. So, uh, it, it came no. later. It came very late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When the two of you were growing up, and uh, studying music. By the way, music is so important and it's so prevalent in Cuba. Is there mm -hmm. anybody that lives in Cuba that doesn't play music or is a musician? <laughs> it just seems like everybody is involved in music in some way. What do you think, I mean? Because uh, it is a surprise when you see somebody else in Cuba with no aptitudes to dance, for example. People that say, yes. <laughs> I, I cannot dance. This is, this is totally out of uh, sense coming from Cuban people. The experience we have coming from a very uh, a neighborhood that is um, very popular in, in Cuba, which is, uh, is you are allowed to see many different musical expressions in, in the streets. Yes, um, in the streets. <clears throat> Uh, everybody's I mean, trying to do something. To. Exactly. So the people sing, the people dance, the people take a, a pair of uh, sticks and they they do sounds and they they, they do music uh, anywhere with anything. So it's true. This is part of the Cuban people, not true. Music is part of our culture, of our costumes. It's part of our lives. Uh, when you are a child, a uh, your family say, dance, dance, and play the music to see you dance or, or sing. It's very natural in, in Cuban people. So, may when you were studying music, it, it seems like at one point maybe you stopped being a musician and you became an actress because you were in a telenovela, uh, Celia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was a surprise for me too. Not because uh, I, I, I don't love the actress manifestation, no? Because uh, my central career always had been singing. And when I was in Cartagena, in Colombia, I received the propose to to, to do this uh, series in Celia was a surprise for me. And I say, no, I, <laughs> I don't want to do. But my husband and manager say, yes, she, she, she won't do it. And 
was a big challenge for us. And the role was very difficult for me because Celia is very famous, is very lover. And she has many followers even today. So how long did you uh, stay away from music? Did you stop playing music and doing performances and just focus on being an actress? Yes, more, almost a year, almost a year. So you play piano. Not like Gonzalo, but I do. (laughs) Nothing personal, but nobody plays like Gonzalo. (laughs) Gonzalo is one of the best in the world. Yes, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Do you play any other instruments? No. No, 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 no. Um, A little bit, ¿cómo se dice? El acordeón. Accordion. Accordion, yes, a little bit. Ah, Okay. I used to play the accordion, but that's a terrible story. So I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of other instruments, Gonzalo, when you were younger, you actually wanted to be a drummer first. That's correct. Wow. Mm -hmm. But then Mama had an influence on you. Your mother wanted you to play piano. Well, you know, I I mean, she was always a light. In my life, the situation is the following: uh, when I, when she brought me to the school to do the test to see if I was allowed to be part of the conservatory, everyone has to do that. They said that I, um, they disapproved me. They said that was that, that I had no rhythmic sense, and then <laughs> and then my father and my parents get very upset and very surprised, and they went to the school and they talked to the authorities there, and they said. We want you to make the test again, but in our presence, because we want to see, to confirm what you said about his ascent, rhythmic sense. And then there was all the factors behind that decision, not even musical. They made the test for the second time and they approved me. But then I had to decide in between piano and percussion, or even more, piano, violin, or percussion. They had an age. In a specific age to you become part of the percussion department. I'm supposed to be 10 or 11 years old because they need you to see that your your hands are a little bit bigger with that age. And then they say, okay, I think we need piano players and we need violin players. We propose you violin or piano. I was very disappointed and frustrated because I never put any attention to those instruments. Even when in my house, I saw pianos all the whole you know, the whole life. And my second brother was a piano player that he used to play beautiful. He was playing already Rachmaninoff, Lees, Chopin. And I believe that was too difficult to do that. So I, I said, no, 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 piano, no, not even violin. What I want to play is percussion, drums, uh, Afro-Cuban percussion, you know, and then my mom sat down with me. She said, look, piano is probably the most complete instrument, musical instrument. Uh, it doesn't matter. Now, if you take two or three years of piano class and you will take a lot of benefits for that during your whole life, in case that in, in the future you want to compose, you want to arrange, you want to do something like that, you will need to know how to deal with the piano. The piano will help you. And I always said that I choose the piano because I love her. You know, oh. I, I, I want to make her f- feel happy. And then the rest, we know that uh, I get in love with the piano too. 
Yes, <laughs> find it. Uh, and, and it is uh, quite a romance that you have with your piano. Mm-hmm. Both of you grew up playing music, uh, and then you went separate ways. When did you get back together to decide on working on a project together, like this particular album, uh, Viento uh, y Tiempo? Well, I think uh, I may invite me to play in yes. one, of, one of her records about this. That happened about how many years, I mean, eight years, 10 yes, years, more or less. something like that. Yes, more or less. And, um, I invite <laughs> you first in my first production in La Intimidad, mm-hmm. but it was impossible because you you were traveling a lot mm-hmm. and and I came in, this, in that moment, I speak to you and explain mm-hmm. what I want and when I decide uh, make the other production, the uh, first class to Havana, mm-hmm. I invite you to play in one song, De La Habana Hasta Aquí. Mm-hmm. And in that point, we make again the, what se dice? We're, we reconnect. Yes, we reconnect. We went to the studio together. And it was beautiful to to see Aime after many years. Yeah, well, we will uh, see you too. <laughs> I saw her on TV, and um, and I was happy to see how successful she was already, and and the way she was doing music and singing and and everything that she knows she do in a very unique way. I had not the opportunity to play with her or to see her personally after many years. So when she invited me for the second time, I was able to do that. That was the, the reconnection. And then we talk. We should do something together. We should, you know, uh, sit down and, and plan an album. But that conversation, we had it not once, but many times after that first time. So we, we talk about like three, four, five times until yes. finally we found the way and the space and the moment and the people and everything we need to do the, this record, Viento Tiempo. So when you did this, how is it that you ended up doing it live? Were you having a problem uh, finding a studio to produce the album in a studio? Uh, but then uh, Blue Note came along and offered you the opportunity in Tokyo? Hmm. was uh, very curious because my husband always say, that project, this project, we will to uh, um, record live in Tokyo Blue No. He always said that, <laughs> and and was we was a reality because the first place that say where we want the project and we want Gonzalo and I may here was uh, Blue No Tokyo, and for that reason, uh, Maria decide to con- connect with contact con- contact with with Eden Blue Nova and explain that we want to record in that in that place and they say of course and that was the begun to to do this uh, amazing record when you did this in Tokyo First of all, your your sound engineer must be incredible because the the sound quality is beautiful. It really mm-hmm. is an excellent recording. Yeah, well, there, there's few people is uh, involved in this work. I mean, first the Japanese engineers of the club of Blue Note Tokyo. Uh, yes. They're amazing. 
They are amazing. They did an amazing work, not only registering the, the music, but also the sound there at the venue was perfect. We've, we felt amazingly uh, good playing live there. And then the second step was to listen what we did because that's that's the point. Not always when you do a live concert, it could be musical, but it could be also uh, technical uh, factors that you had to decide or, or you had to choose if you can release it or not. I mean, depending the quality of the music, the performance, but also depending on the technical issues. And we did six shows in three days, two shows every night, and we record all of them. And then we had um, engineers here that they did mixing, they did addition. I mean, we had editors, uh, mixing engineers, and we had like three more people that they did an amazing work to have that result. So there are eight tracks on this particular release, and it sounds like they weren't all from the same night. Did you mix mm -hmm. uh, different nights in uh, where you found, for example, El Manicero, uh, was it better on Monday night uh, versus Definitely. Friday night kind of thing? And then you put that one on the album? Yeah, that, that's the way. That's the way. Yeah. I mean, this is a, it's a, it's a work of, um, of a group. I mean, there's a staff, which is Aimee, I met husband, which is a, he's a, her manager. Myself, uh, she mentioned Maria. Maria is my wife, but she also assists me in everything I do. We sat down with uh, our engineers, the people that we used to work with them. Uh, Mayitin, my son, that he also helped a lot. And um, finally, we made a decision. So that take is better for this. Uh, I mean, fortunately, we agree in everything because normally you have some discussions. Some people like one better this one and, uh, and other people like better the other one. But this, it was not the case. I think it, it was easy to decide. Let me ask you both about El Manicero. We'll start with that one because mm -hmm. that's 11 minutes and 20 seconds long. Normally, <laughs> the peanut vendor isn't that long. Mm -hmm. How did it end up at 11 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> I think the improvisations uh, make it more more longer, no? For example, Gonzalo's uh, solo is amazing in all the different, what's uh, this performance mm -hmm. in different days. It's, it's, it's amazing, and and then I decide to do. A solo with vocal solo to to compete with Gonzalo <laughs> in in the good way to to as se dice añadir to add to add to add, to add something different any presentation we have I I like um, se dice give something different in each presentation yes I like that. And I decided to add to Gonzalo with my vocal solo. And that was a reason because this um, version is very long because mm -hmm. we, we have two solos, Gonzalo and I. And Manicero is a song typical of Cuba 
Hey, that have that characteristic mm -hmm. that the is, is like you can say hey, money, money, money. How many times you want to to say money? You can uh, make it more long if you say money and money. Um, caserita, no te acuestes a dormir. Many, many times. You can do it many, many, many times. Your relation with the audience is important too if you are alive, if you are alive. You have to uh, make some something to uh, make possible that they participate, sing, enjoy, uh, dance. And that is the other reason to make this song too long. Yeah, but I, I love it. I love I, it. <laughs> I would like to add that this is, um, you know, I think we try to do a journey, a trip yes. with this song, which is more or less what happened in the real life with the people. I mean, thinking about those times in Havana and the old Havana, all those vendors that try to convince the people to buy what they sell, in this case, peanuts. And then we try to establish or at least to build those different periods of the piece where it's grooving uh, from the very beginning, which is very intimate and very, with few elements. Uh, uh, and then at the end, we have the, this climax, which is, uh, uh, it's like a, we, we start walking around the city in a point of the city that there's not many people. Well, finally, we get in a place where we have a cloud, a huge cloud of people, and then we can sell and we can scream in and we can um, uh, call the attention of the people of what we are trying to sell. And this is more or less what we try, or we, 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 what we, we try to do with uh, musically in this piece. It's true that live performance is always, uh, you have the, the, the interaction with the people, you have the interaction of the audience. I may has an ability, a tremendous ability to make the people move, make the people uh, be part of, uh, of the st story that we are telling. <laughs> and, um, and this is what happened. I mean, uh, all those justify, all those, um, um, elements and factors justify the length of the piece is that because it's not only musical is that graphically yes there's what's happening a lot of acts different acts including the audience the musician the solos the improvisation 
you know, everything that happened there. So it, it was impossible to say technically uh, we had to play that piece in this amount of time. It depends a lot on what was happening in the moment. Well, it, it builds, as you're listening to this track, uh, to a crescendo, and it, it, that's how it would probably manifest itself out on the street. It starts mm -hmm. out very soft with I May, mm -hmm. and she's, money, money. Yes. And then it, but you had control from the very beginning. I <laughs> can see you must have had the audience in your hand. Yeah, uh, she did. And it, I, I think it's indicative and it shows who you are, and and like uh, Gonzalo just said, that you have the the means or the way to connect with the audience uh, mm -hmm. and, and get them to move, as he said. Because you could even hear that, uh, like at the beginning uh, with the very first track. Is it uh, Rumba Callejera? Yeah, that's did I correct. say that correct? Correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it had such earthiness to it. It was, it was really great. And, and you could tell that you were really engaged and really loved doing the song. Was that a great performance for you, Aime? Yes. This song is very important to me because I composed this song to do it with my sister Lourdes. Um, and I've seen this song with her in this album, the um, because my sister and I uh, were a duet when I began my career and she began too. And it's very important for me. It's, it's something like emotional, no? Mm -hmm. And the song uh, talking about the love, but uh, betrayal love, no? Betrayal love. It's, it's about, uh, it's a passionate song about the women that is betrayed for her, for her boyfriend or her husband, her husband. And she talk about that, you know? Uh, she say, I cry, uh, I suffer, but now I know that you <laughs> are worse than me because you have a very bad woman. <laughs> and, and that is not a secret. That is something that everybody knows. And this is very funny at the same time. <laughs> to sing with me this rumba I love this song. It's mine, but I love, but I, but I love it. It was actually the only tune that we play just once. Huh. I mean, all the yes. re the rest of the tunes we played it every in every set, every show, and for no reason. I had no reason to to 
to tell you why uh, I decide to add this on the very last day, mm -hmm. the, the last two shows, only two shows. So we had only two takes of that song and uh, compared with the rest of the repertoire yes. that we have uh, six different takes. Well, I'll tell you, it, it, it's a great take because it, it really is good. It, 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 it's a very moving tune. Uh, it, you, I wanted to get up and rumba in in the in my living room, but my wife wouldn't let me, because uh, so, I can't dance. Uh, but it, you know, you can't help but want to move to it. So tell me about the title track, uh, "Viento y Tiempo." What's the story behind that? "Viento y Tiempo" is the name of, of one of the songs in the album, uh, but at the same time is. Songs is it parallel parallels between between um, Gonzalo and I because uh, we had <laughs> very very long time uh, waiting for this moment mm -hmm. and many many wins had been passed in uh, in our lives to ¿cómo se dice? to lograr uh, put together, uh, yes, this, to put together, together this, this, this project. We have wind and tying our life. Gonzalo is the time, <laughs> and, I, and I the win. No times for me. <laughs> she refused no to age, be the time. No time. <laughs> but I accepted. I accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a woman. <laughs> oh, well, timing is everything for music too. It, yes, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, but this is a tune that also has a, a very particular personality because it's a tune that reminds us. The 70s, the sound yes. of the 70s, and the way we used to hear uh, Cuba music and the 70s, uh, the most, uh, the hits, the most uh, popular uh, songs on radio and TV in Cuba in the 70s had that kind of sound. Uh, a little bit of uh, Afro-Cuban influence on the percussion and the rhythm section, but also some electronics, keyboards on top of that. And, um, and the voice or the line of the voice, the phrases are very li linked or connected with what was happening in America with um, the funk and the pop music. So it's a hybrid of uh, many elements at the same time. And um, one of the meaning of the record is trying to, as I may have said at the beginning, we try to make a repertoire that with music that impact our life 
when we were kids and also teenagers, so the, the music that we used to yes. hear on the radio. And when we did kind of um, history in the very resume way of the music that we heard in the 60s, but also the music that we heard in the 70s and the 80s. And finally, I made tune, which is a very contemporary composition. How many of the tracks on this particular recording are your own compositions? Uh, Rumba Callejera is the only, only one. Only Rumba Callejera. Mm. <laughs> That's the only one. That's what I thought. But I, I couldn't think of any others. But then we have um, pieces like um, Pastorita, Guararei de Pastorita, which is, uh, it is from one of the most important composers in the last 50 or 60 years in the Cuban dancing music, Juan Formel, that he founded uh, Los Van Van. Was part, it was a hit in Cuba too. Yes. Uh, uh, Pina Vende, Pastorita. Uh, what is the other one? Ah, oh, Lagrimas Negras. those tunes became at some point in Cuba kind of a reference of how the, 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 the fashion, the way to make music in, 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 at, at those moments in, 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 in Cuba, but most specifically in Havana. So how are you both feeling right now about this Grammy nomination? What, what's your sense of where this might go for you? Both of you have Grammys. I know, Gonzalo, you've been nominated many, many times, uh, and you've also won. Uh, you've been a producer working with Charlie Hayden uh, and have Grammys. And I know, uh, M.A., uh, you have uh, Best Tropical Latin Album as well, Grammy. So what's your sense on yes. this year? Gonzalo! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of expectation with that. I mean, 
I think we both appreciate a lot that uh, the Academy recognition of this album. And uh, it is always, uh, to me, and I believe it is also for me, it's always a huge responsibility, which is that responsibility is part of uh, every moment of the process, uh, creating the music, releasing an album, putting the music in on people consideration, Some people believe they have the opportunity to be nominated or, or to win a Grammy or something like that. It's the end of, uh, of something else. And I always say that this is the beginning of, because this is what put you in the new track to continue trying to exploring new possibilities, uh, new ways to uh, make music, to grow up as a musician and also as a person, as a human being. So, more than happy with this um, nomination. We have been blessed to release an album that we had to go give uh, a credit to top, uh, top stop music uh, label record uh, to believe on us and believe in this project and to release an album in a moment like this one. And I think we have been very lucky, very, very, very lucky and very, very blessed. Yes. So it's the only thing that I had to say is Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank Thousands you. Thousands of times. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, for I... me, it's a big impact in my career because it's the first time that I had nominated in this category of jazz, yeah, Latin jazz. And that is thanks to Gonzalo that yeah. because it's uh, here for him, it's, it's maybe normal, but not for me. No, no. <laughs> I I had my career in other categories um, and my work circle around that categories, but not in Latin jazz. And I want to say again, thanks, Gonzalo, for this opportunity. You are more than welcome. You have formed an incredible collaboration. The two of you, uh, I, I'm sure, are destined for some great things uh, moving in the future. And Gonzalo, as you said, this is an influence for you to want to do more together. And, and I think as listeners, we will appreciate the fact that you've made this decision to do that. Have you started on a project yet? Uh, we, we're talking about, uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, trying to, to shape The, 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 the next album. Uh, I'm not sure that the next album will be an expansion or extension of this one or something totally different in terms of uh, the content, I mean, the, the, the music, the, 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 uh, repertoire. the repertoire. It's nothing yet clear, but, um, but we are in the moment that uh, we are talking. We start talking about, uh, to, to thinking, to visualize a little bit How yes. could be a new, uh, a new record? Well, in the meantime, since we can't look deep into the future, we can tell you for the present uh, and urge all of our listeners, if you haven't already done so, you need to check this album out. It was recorded live at the Blue Note in Tokyo, and it's called Viento y Tiempo, and it features the incredible, and I mean capital I, incredible talents of Gonzalo Robocaba and Aime Nuviola. It is uh, truly a prize winner in my estimation. Thank, Thank you for you joining so us. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz, featuring Gonzalo Rubalcaba and Aime Noviola about their Grammy nomination for Best Latin Jazz Album. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. Please join us next week for a conversation with Dr. Stephen Lewis with the National Museum of African American Music. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net. <laughs>